0: For such a time as this, bitch. Like, I was made for this, you Yeah, know? <laughs> like, That's uh, a, I'd uh, like yes. you to
1: entertain that as a possible album name for your next
0: work. Just, <laughs> for such a time as this, bitch. For such a bitch. time
2: as this, bitch. Welcome to Holy Ghosting. I'm Meg, and I'm joined by Sarai, and Lindsay is not with us today, but our special guest today, where we get to have an amazing conversation, is Flamey Grant. Musical artist, the comedy queen with a blistering voice. Today on Holy Ghosting, hi Flamey.
0: Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank y'all for having me.
2: Excellent glasses. I love your
1: glasses so much. Thank
0: you. You know, a little cat eye. If I can't yeah. paint it on, I can at least frame my eyes. Uh, you know, That's... when I'm out of out of drag
2: literally what I do every day. We're so thankful that you could come on today because, um, this is our last episode for pride. Um, it's been a really great month. Um, I've learned a lot personally, which is not the point. Um, but I really do. (laughs) I really do love that. I've learned a lot about myself as well this month. And I think that that is something that I want every listener to take away. Um, So I'm really excited because today I want to focus on the joy of life and the life Mm -hmm. we're living and the life that we get to have now and in the future. Um, We talk a lot about where we've been, um, experiences that we've had in the past and where we've come from. And a lot of those conversations are really hard. They're tough (laughs) to have and um, they're important to have though. But We've done that a lot. And so today I really just want to talk about life and the things that you have found where you have found your joys. I'd love to start with when you found drag and how that kind of changed who you are and helped you discover who you are today.
0: I can't remember the first drag show I saw. I think it was with my Brother, my younger brother in Asheville, North Carolina, in our hometown, um, maybe a decade ago or so. So I'm 41. So that means I was in probably my early 30s when I first went to a drag show. And you know, we don't on, on this podcast. I don't think we need to go into the details of why we we're all late bloomers. When you grow <laughs> up evangelical or super, yeah. you know, in a, in a high demand religion, you're a late bloomer. default I Um, I like to
2: say we get two teenage years like two like yeah you know coming of ages or so you know where we get to like discover as an adult without all the people telling us no we get to be like wait I get to decide it's my life Mm now wow (laughs) and this whole world that we didn't get to know existed exists out here
1: yeah so it sounds
2: like you got to just like go somewhere you never would have gone before and you started to think thoughts you never thought before.
0: Yeah, almost, <laughs> almost never thought before because mm. as as it turns out, um, and I knew this. We had photos of me in our family photo books of me as a little thing in my you know stomping around in my mom's heels, and um, <laughs> I remember getting in trouble for ruining a tube of her lipstick one time. Mm. So like those those memories kind of came back as I started like experiencing and exploring the world of drag Um, so I I like to remind myself that those impulses were there you know from the get-go like those Mm -hmm. instincts were if not inborn you know I discovered them at the earliest possible age right and of course you know Ended up bottling them away and and shoving them deep down for a good three decades. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> just standard but, fare for growing yep. up, you know.
0: Yeah, just in you know, the church. Just a nice, nice little bit of compartmentalization there for you. Um, decades long compartmentalization, and <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So it was slow. Uh, my engagement with drag was slow. I went to a couple of drag shows, and I was like, okay, that's neat, cool. And then um, I, I the, the time I remember kind of like having the stars in my eyes was here in San Diego, uh, where I live now. And uh, we went to a trivia, I think it was a Harry Potter trivia, <laughs> um, hosted nice. by a drag, hosted by a drag queen. And I just like, was distracted from the trivia the whole time, because I was just kind of watching her. And, and like, it's so gorgeous. It's amazing. Like, and the way she interacted with the audience, and just all of all of it being a performance, but also like, you know, you can tell an extension of who she was. Um, and I was just fascinated by it. So after that, I kind of started getting into uh, Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race. And um, and it was a good 11 seasons in by this point. So I binged all of those seasons. Um, <laughs> nice. and You know, have been a complete uh, Drag Race fan ever since. Um, <laughs> but we, we, it was while we were watching Drag Race one night, my husband and I, um, I turned to him and I was like, What do you have a drag name? Like what would your drag name be? And he was like, Of course I do. I'm gay. <laughs> it's like my <laughs> drag name would be my drag name would be Amanda Do um, It. And I was like, Yeah, right He had just had that at the ready. And I was like, Well, I don't have a drag name. Like, what I I, I need one. And so we brainstormed a bit. And I love the ones that are puns, like Tina Burner or Shaka Convict or you know that yeah. kind of thing you know puns off of a, a diva's name and a pre-existing diva and um it's like well it just kind of came from there i was like my my diva growing up was amy obviously and uh i mm-hmm. said i i said the words flamey grant to him and he laughed and i was like cuz chris my husband has no he does not understand uh, religious trauma. He has no no religious oppression in his background. Oh, um, that's so, so
2: amazing! Gosh,
0: yeah, do you soak right. up that
2: energy sometimes.
0: I try. I try. <laughs> um, we also spend a lot of time like interpreting for each other (laughs) yes because you're Um, like
2: oh okay hold on let me back up
0: (laughs) yeah let me give you eight years of context uh but yeah I was like if he if he's laughing at this name then I know there's like a whole generation of you know youth group kids who are gonna love it and I was right because that's the first comment I usually get um well I get one of two comments I get I don't understand the reference from Gen Z or I get, uh, you know, from people my age uh, and and some younger people who grew up in the church, obviously they're just like, that's the best stage name ever.
2: I think we just are going to help Amy continue her crossover journey and, you know, help more people know who she is in the next generation. I think that's fine.
0: Heck yeah. I, I think people should know who Amy Grant is. She's got an incredibly storied career four decades of music. Uh, I mean, she was just honored for Kennedy Center Honors. She wow. uh, has an honorary doctorate now from, I think, some Pennsylvania university. Like, like her stuff stuff is still, like, happening for her all the time right now. She's yeah. been in the news mm-hmm. a lot lately for her support of the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, she had her niece's, her lesbian niece's wedding on the family farm. Took a mm-hmm. lot of flack for it. Took uh, No stranger to flack, obviously, but she handled it. She always handles it so well and so gracefully. And in this time, she said, fuck you with the most uh, Christian grace imaginable. You know, she she <laughs> said, she said, I love those girls. They're part of my family and I'm going to support them, uh, which is about as a fuck you as you're going to get from Amy Grant. And I just love it. Um, so, yes, if you don't know who Amy Grant is, kiddos, hop on your, your favorite streaming app and listen to Behind the Eyes. Uh, start there. It's a really great album. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice.
0: I, I will say I'm a I'm a quarantine queen. So like I was interested for several years, but uh, had only gone out and dragged a couple times for parties and Halloween and that kind of thing. And then the pandemic hit, and I just like all of us had time to spare suddenly that I had never had in my adult life. And rather than getting a sourdough starter or you know starting <laughs> a garden, <laughs> I uh, I bought makeup and started watching YouTube videos. So I, I learned to do. My drag during quarantine via live streaming and little cover concerts we would do uh, with our our housemates who are also musicians. And uh, yeah, it's it, in some ways it's great. Um, and in some ways it's a little embarrassing because you can go back and still watch all of those early house <laughs> concerts. Yeah where the, the drag you. is developing <laughs> so
2: it's the yeah. journey it's part of the it story is the journey. right
0: I and I personally love it I love that yeah. I get to kind of have that record to go back to and be like oh you're so cute look what you so look what you were her trying her to heart. do <laughs> yeah bless her heart exactly
1: I love and, that uh just that little moment I want to like cling to for one second of that experience of, of looking at things that you might want, to, like your initial response might be like, oh my gosh, that's so embarrassing. But the ability to also go back and see yourself as just so precious and adorable <laughs> is, is such an important and beautiful mm. skill that we yeah. also really didn't learn growing up. And so I, I have found that kind of thing. This is just a hot tip for listeners to, to really help me and my own ability to see and understand myself not really having to do with drag necessarily though it could
0: (laughs) yeah i think that's i think that's a really hot tip i think you're absolutely right because i mean what is it what it is is inner child work and Mm -hmm. um inner child work doesn't have to stop when we you know turn 18 like we can do inner midlife work and inner you know like inner Inner last week work, you know, like um, mm-hmm. we can always talk to past versions of ourselves and give them more context um, than we had at the time, you know. And I think yeah. that's th- that's so helpful and important in our in our journey and our growth um, to be able to to say to ourselves you did your best you actually did your best and maybe it maybe you classified it as a fuck up at the time or and and i'm sorry can are are we good with words oh yeah you can be we
2: require it's required (laughs) yeah we have to check the explicit box (laughs) so if you don't do it it's kind of embarrassing
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's (laughs) so embarrassing okay so maybe we classified it as a fuck up at the time but Um, And maybe it was maybe maybe we still classify it as a fuck up, but it was a fuck up that we made for X, Y, Z reasons, you know, and now we know those reasons, and we can be better and do better. And, and also, maybe it wasn't a fuck up at all. And maybe it wasn't your fault at all. And that's what we have to learn a lot of times, too.
2: Yeah, I love giving my Mm -hmm. little younger self, like a little bit of a pep talk and Mm. taking I guess taking back some of that, like if I didn't hear that from an adult when I was a kid, I can hear it from an adult now because I'm 43, so I get to claim adulthood at this point. So it's like we're <laughs> let's, let's help that, let's help that younger self. Like like we were talking about earlier, this kind of like reclaiming of different times in our life, whether it's when you were four and you put your mom's shoes on and dress, and if you had heard a different response or if you had been in an environment that did not shame that moment or stop that evolution, um, you know, we had a conversation with Dr. Laura Anderson she talks about, we had this on off switch when we went through puberty and when we had natural things happening, when we were little, little kids, like exploring what gender fluidity might look like, those things were, were halted. They were stopped. And so we just had to turn all that off. And now kind of being able to, as an adult, kind of go back to those moments and say, okay, when was that? So I love that you have photos and that you can go back and look at yourself at all of these different stages. And you can see the wonder in that little kid's eyes. And you Mm. can go, hey, guess what you get to do? You get to become Flamey Grant when you're my age, you know, and telling your younger self all about who you are now is, God, that's that's a gift to give everyone, you know.
0: Absolutely, yeah. The wonder, reengaging the wonder, I think is such a
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's the whole thing.
2: Mm, I love we that could, we and, could
0: spend an hour talking about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I how do you that. then how do you then project that into the future that you want? Like actually being able to go back and embrace those beautiful moments in our younger selves really is a gift to future us. So. What are the things that you do that ensure a joyful future, ensure your future is is one of the goodness that you want?
0: I walk around just in my integrity, right? like i i I, I hold myself I esteem myself, you know, uh, and that's a thing we're so that's so shamed out of us. You use that word shame, and I think that's the perfect word. um shame is created around key moments in our lives growing up. Um, And, you know, one of those ways that we are shamed frequently in the church is, you know, the the idea of pride going before a fall and, and just, just, just being too proud, being a proud person. Um, And obviously we're here in pride month. So let's talk about pride. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm fucking marvelous. Okay. Like just as a human, <laughs> yes. as a human creation, like as a, as a, a body and a brain in this world, we all are. And I have my own unique Marvel that I bring to the world. And, um, and that is never something that should be shamed. It's never something that should be uh, that we should ask be asked to tone down or turn down or, Um, you're too much you know all of these these messages that we get um, growing up and not just in the church people get that message obviously everywhere and I think holding yourself in in some level of esteem is a really healthy practice and uh, not something we should be (laughs) ashamed to do it changes how you interact with people Mm -hmm. it changes how you it changes what you Put into the world like what the work you do um it, it you know if if you're walking around believing that you are a fallen sinner and that the only reason you have any value at all is because you know you're seen through the lens of jesus like thank goodness jesus is there because otherwise yeah. god can't god can't stand you right like god
1: mm-hmm. can't even
0: look at you yeah. and you can't look at god or you're, Face will melt off. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like we've uh, all seen
1: the the covenant or the lost ark. Wait, yeah, exactly. Never mind. Forget the raiders.
0: Raiders, yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, when you walk around with that as your foundational understanding of yourself, like you're going to be very apologetic for everything you do. You're going to. It also the other thing it does is it it turns you into, like weirdly, ironically, almost it turns you into this like just hoard horde of judgment for other people mm. too, because you're constantly judging yes. yourself.
2: Yes. Yes. And, yes.
0: Um, yes. And, and and it, it just, you, you take all that and you put it, you, you turn it outward and you look at other people and yes. say, well, you're a sinner too. And like, right? at least I'm yeah. not as bad as you or like <laughs> we, yes. we categorize yes. ourselves. Yeah. Based on our, our level of proximity to, to like how, how much Jesus do you have in your life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. man, if you walk around and just believe that you are, um, inherently good and that you have the tools that you need to figure it out and that you have, um, something to offer the world that is marvelous. You're just going to be a happier person and you're going to focus less on less on what other people think about you. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to spend all your time thinking about other people. Um, and, and not, not in the way that, not in a a judgmental way, right? Like you might actually spend more time thinking about people in a way that is positive and helpful. And Mm -hmm. um, you might look at people with more compassion and you might do things therefore uh, with your life that uh, help people become their authentic self and their most whole version of themselves instead of just like being caught in a cycle of judgment and shame and um, avoiding authenticity and all of the things that you know have gotten so many of us to gross places in our in our world today yeah for sure
1: i'd love to hear from you Slaney, about how you define queer joy like one of the that's sort of what we are really interested in tapping into today and for some of our listeners that might not even be a concept that they've considered or thought mattered or or something like that so I'm, I'm kind of curious how you would describe that and how does that show up for you in your life
0: hmm. one of the things I think queer people get a lot one of the comments we get a lot is um you know why do you have to make everything about being gay mm-hmm. and um and for a long time I you know lived in that shame that was another it's another it's another uh point of shame as well and I lived In that too, and I was like, Yeah, no, I'm not. That's not all I am. I'm not just gay, it might be a little facet of my life, but I'm you know, I'm all these other things. And, um, like many other queer people, I have now moved into a place of just fully embracing that, yeah, everything in my life is gay because I'm gay, like, that's just Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. this is a gay conversation, and this is a gay hoodie (laughs) I'm wearing, and my glasses are so gay right now. Um, and, and 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 I think that that's just kind of a natural pendulum swing from living mm-hmm. the bulk of our lives where everything was straight, right? And mm-hmm. and yeah. it's hard to get that concept across to a lot across to a lot of people. Um, but straight culture like does the exact same thing. Everything is straight, right. like all of that's the true. advertising, all of the imagery that you see, um, the entire the foundation of society and family structure like it's all like it's
1: the bachelor
0: the empire bachelor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly like
1: um, every so
2: kardashian I... <laughs> is straight i don't know what to say like guys how is
0: that by the way how is that every kardashian straight that doesn't make that makes be. no sense
2: i feel like we're no, waiting straight. on i'm waiting on like the teenagers like the next generation are all of y'all gonna finally just be like gender is a construct
0: yeah i hope so i love reviews
2: when they are five stars so leave us one and we'll get what's ours
3: and we love you so
2: please rate and our
3: show our bodies come in different shapes and sizes so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too First ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.
0: It's just a natural reaction to, I think, having lived your entire life in a world that was so dominated by heteronormativity that it actually does, it actually is a joyful thing to, like let your you know let your voice to not modulate your voice to not code Mm -hmm. switch the way you speak to use language that um is is uh common a common language among queer people that straight people might be like what what does that mean you know it's it's like these are these are moments of joy to just simply Mm. um amplify and 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 make everything gay like it's just (laughs) we've we've just had enough like Mm -hmm. um and i think there's nothing wrong with spending the second half of your life as gay as hell um to make up for the fact that you Spent your first half trying to be straight as hell or straight as heaven. I don't know. Whatever. Um,
1: (laughs) Straight as heaven. (laughs) Straight and narrow. Just be gay as hell.
2: You don't have to be straight as heaven. (laughs) Yeah. I love that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Queer joy for me is, and pride in general, is just celebrating all the things that you once felt shame around. Mm. That's It really just boils down to that.
2: And is there a safety in that environment? Is there, is there a, like the ability to completely unmask and to completely be who you are? Mm-hmm. That's something I'm still, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who I am in so many ways because I'm just asking now. I'm just yeah. starting to ask myself. And, and so I find a lot of kind of safety in, a community of people who just says, come as you are, truly, truly come as you are, remain as you are, be who you are, be in a community of people who will just allow you to even figure out who you are, because we know that you've been keeping maybe who you are at a distance. Um, And so it just, to me, that feeling that I used to feel walking into a church of my community and the safety because it was insular. You know, I like there was no cussing at church. Like I didn't, like <laughs> right. and, and and then there were all these rules that I could follow, being at the church. Yeah. It was like that felt quote unquote safe to me. Yeah. Um. So realizing now, I think what you're kind of saying is that queer joy is just parentheses queer joy. It's really just living your life in the way where you don't have to hide any aspect of who you are and if other people want to make it about sexuality and they want to hypersexualize your life
3: mm, i mean
2: mm-hmm. i i anticipate that your marriage is a lot like my hetero marriage which is just two people figuring out life together and partnering yeah. and also disagreeing yeah. and you know it, it because you're just two people <laughs> Yeah. And I think if we could maybe stop hypersexualizing, I don't know, everyone, like we don't need to ask little girls if they have boyfriends when they're in kindergarten. We just don't need to. We don't have to present a hypersexual world to any people. But I would like to present a world where sexual things and sexuality are not shameful and where they are, Mm -hmm. you are free and open to explore and understand who you are as a person. And and I hope my kid can do it, you know, my kid's 13 right now. I'm like, oh man, you don't have this purity culture oppression and and you can just live life like figuring out who you are, who you like. That's oh I'm excited yeah. to watch that happen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I wish that, um, you know, you, you talk about the safety, uh, that we used to feel going to church. Right. And mm-hmm. like, I'll, I'll, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I'll also put the little caveat on it, which was for me, at least my experience was yes. Like that is, that was the safest place. Right. That was my place. Like I felt, I don't know, a, a, not just belonging, but ownership of it too. Right. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm helping make this thing happen the caveat to that was that I was hyper aware at all times that my belonging depended on a a set of criteria that I had to meet. Right. So, so safe, but also
1: Hmm.
0: at risk, especially for me personally, knowing as I, as, as I developed and learned that I was queer, um, that risk just ever grew in my mind, you know, so, so, so not, not, not exactly safe, but something like that and i wish that people who you know in, are in churches and looking at the drag bands and and looking at drag shows and prides and um you know getting that hypersexualized perspective on it because that's what gets portrayed in mm. key moments of media coverage and that kind of thing um i wish we could like transplant them <laughs> transplant transplant that experience for them and say like that's when you when you pass these this legislation and when you um you know try to take away our safe spaces like how would you feel if that was happening to american churches right like how would you feel if churches were under actual attack actual, I know a lot real, of people a lot a lot real of people persecution. Say, oh, yeah exactly <laughs> where the government was coming in and saying yes. no like your church can't do xyz or what like that kind of they stuff they already
1: like, think that's Happening so much yeah. of the time, yeah. No, but you're right.
0: Like yeah, that's you, you're actually like taking something away from people where, like, we've carefully cultivated these spaces. Like, we've yeah. There's a reason gay bars exist, just that, just yeah. like there's a reason that you know every all forty thousand Protestant denominations exist. Like, yeah. We <clears throat> we all need that space that we can go to where. Um, because queer joy looks different in a dra- at a drag show than it does in the public square. Mm. And at a drag show, the difference is I don't have to be an activist. I don't have to advocate right. for mm. myself in any way. I just it's it's exactly what you were describing, Meg, about um, just being just being who you are and fully inhabiting and embodying every little gay inclination you might have um, Whereas when I when I express and exude queer joy in the public square, it's a political statement by default because of where we are, where we're at as a country and just as a society. Um, And there's a threat at any time when I express my queer joy that I'm going to get a comment, you know, on social media or someone's even going to come up to me in person and have an issue with, uh, you know, there's kids here like. Yeah, and I I'm, yeah. I'm glad your kids seeing a little bit of queer joy because you don't know you don't know your kids' identity yet. So having queer joy in queer spaces is a true unburdening and un, you know, just like ah, relief mm-hmm. for uh for people to just truly be themselves.
1: I I really appreciate the point that you just made also about not having to advocate not having to be political even like in those spaces necessarily because you're able to just say okay this is where i belong i get to be here that sense of just like peace and comfort and chillness is yeah is a huge relief because it is you know as meg was mentioning like yes people will hypersexualize everything and also sexuality is a really important and beautiful part of our human lives and Absolutely. and like you were saying I've only recently like started talking about this more but I've known I'm queer for a really long time but I also had the same kind of like okay but like yeah is not the most important or most interesting thing about me like do I need that to be a central part of my identity or not and you know, I haven't been a part of the church for a really long time. So like, that's not part of uh, any hangouts around it. But I think that that sense of, I do still inhabit some dual worlds, you know, with my, my family, my, my parents in particular, um, it, it's, it's fine, but I also don't feel like I need to be ashamed about who I am or who I love or in what configuration that happens. I I think it is, is something that is easy to take for granted for somebody like me, where I I am pansexual. I've also been in a lot of heterosexual relationships with cisgendered men, like almost exclusively. And so, (laughs) so there's, I I don't know. I just, I, I really appreciate you bringing up that point about it, not having to be like, about something that upsets other people but instead just saying this is this is who i am and i get to be free because freedom yeah is is mine it, it doesn't i don't have to conform to someone else's expectation
0: yeah we're so um ready to take offense uh at any time we perceive like So I made I made a video my my first single off my record I made a music video for um, and we kind of like set up a church service and portrayed it to be a really um, like almost a MAGA church right like like the Mm -hmm. the the, the preachers talking about how they're coming and they're gonna you know they're they they want to um they want to take over our our spaces that kind of thing um they want to groom your children blah 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 and then three Mm -hmm. drag queens walk in and and do that (laughs) you know like turn we turn the turn the place on its uh head and and throw a big gay party and by the end of it all the entire congregation has like taken off their boring brown duds and they've got rainbow shit underneath and it's and you know i knew the response that that was going to get from certain people uh, and that's partly why i did it i am an Enneagram (laughs) I do enjoy a little bit of a, a conflict now and then. and um, But at the same time, like, I've had to actually have conversations with people where I'm like, you understand that what I made is a piece of art, right? And that it's metaphorical, not literal. <laughs> and like... this wasn't a
1: real church yeah like this hasn't
0: (laughs) this has never happened in the history of any church where a drag queen has come in and forcibly like taken over the service and like (laughs) like there's a point that's being made here that's an artistic point and uh so it's it's wild to have to like have those conversations with people as an artist (laughs) um but uh but at the same time i not that I understand, not that I condone it, but I understand a little bit of that because of what we were talking about, that sense of ownership and belonging, right? Like if, 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 well, not if (laughs) when people Mm -hmm. show up at drag bars with signs and protests and things like that, like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm quick to take offense at that because you, you, you actually don't have any ownership in this space. Mm -hmm. Like we've worked really hard to cultivate it and and you, you actually don't understand what's going on in these doors and you're just coming, you are almost invading um, our yeah. space with your, with your signs and your message. So like that, that actually is happening to our community and not, yeah. not to churches. Um, right. and, and, and actually maybe, maybe to a degree now it is happening in churches because of people like me who are making videos like this Um. and, and, sending messages like this but our message is that you already have queer people in your midst okay yeah yeah you you, we're already there we're we're growing up with you we are part of these churches already um whether you like it or not like that's just we're there and how you are responding to our presence or not responding to our presence you know ignoring us like kicking us out as soon as we come out that kind of thing um you know says a lot about what what's actually happened like it's actually not belonging that you are espousing here at all like you're not about belonging you're about fitting in you're about that's right conformity Conformity. so it's it's just it's interesting to be to have a foot in both both of those worlds still and and kind of Mm -hmm trying to be trying to walk that line and sometimes you know it, it's funny i was i was at a, just a standard regular run-of-the-mill drag show where i was performing and um the host introduced me and said this is the she's the first queen to ever record an, a full-length christian album as a drag queen and it was just cricket <laughs> in the, in the room. i was like i was like please don't introduce me that way to, <laughs> to
2: yeah,
1: a drag
0: audience like that's that <laughs> you know there's so that's so heavily laden with with no context um, and it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't trans doesn't translate in that room. And then, you know, I go into a church and even even progressive churches, a lot of them have never had a drag queen, you know, yeah. as part of their service or whatever. And it's it's real fun when I get invited to a progressive church service, the the care with which they are taking to um figure out what I do and and how I'm going to interact with their their congregation and like it's it's just it's cute it's adorable to watch
2: (laughs) (laughs)
1: Amy for those
2: for those people who have not been able to see you perform um can you give us a little a little sneak peek into what it's like um to see you in person or to go see godless sheathen Mm -hmm.
0: I do a lot of things, right? Like I, I'm a musician. I have a record that a lot of the songs are actually songs that not a lot, but a couple of the songs on the record are actually songs I wrote for my last church, which was a very progressive church. And then I kind of re re, like co-opted for my drag persona. So there's some like really wholesome content out there that I do. (laughs) And then I'm also a drag queen and uh, I love gender fuckery I love what drag does with, um, subverting norms. And, um, I mean, that's part of why I do it. It's, and to explore my own fluidity and my own, my own gender expression and things like this. So, so there's also some things that are not what most folks would consider wholesome. Right. And it's weird trying to, I always have to assess like what's the space I'm going into, who am I performing for that kind of thing. And, um, So if you come to Godless Sheathen, which is my one woman cabaret show, I mean, I I wouldn't call it body. I'm not like making a whole bunch of sex jokes for no reason. It is for mature audiences. And, you know, we're talking about, I mean, it's a lot of comedy and, and uh, there is some shock value to it. I think Uh, intentional shock value, you know, that's, that's meant to shake things up a little bit, but if, if I'm, if you see me at a, in a church service i'm this so this weekend is a great example i'm going up to the bay area and i'm I'm doing my cabaret show in san jose twice and then i'm going into the city and i'm doing on sunday i'm doing a drag eucharist which my friend uh john brett with the san francisco night ministry puts on Um, and i'm not i'm not entirely sure what it is yet (laughs) i just know that i'm bringing some songs and i know that uh we are offering communion and I'm using air quotes for the listeners, uh, to people on the street, but it's, uh, rather than like bread and wine, I, I, it's some sort of, it's like a, a blessing or like a cleansing of an aura or something. I just, I don't have all the information, but it's like a, wow, it sounds amazing yeah i i I can't wait to witness it and figure out what exactly i'm participating i hope you post Um,
2: i hope you post some like videos or something on your instagram on tiktok because i want to see i want to see what happens
0: i for sure will for sure will and then i'm also doing a family bible hour at a a church in the city a progressive church uh so it's like like I don't. I, I honestly don't even fully know what that's going to look like either. But I know I'm. Uh, I'll be in front of kids, and and we'll be talking about the Bible and singing songs about the Bible, and um, and then I'm doing a concert the next night. That's just like more my my folk music in drag, and so it's just like, boom! In one weekend, I've got three very different expressions of <laughs> of what I'm doing. So you can kind that's of really great. Yeah, you, you you just have to figure out a. Uh, context clues. Like what's the venue you're going to see me at? Who's the audience that you're seeing me with to know what you're going to get. It could be wildly different (laughs) depending on those things.
2: I love that. sounds like you have a blast everywhere you go. Um, Are there things that you want to share with us that are going to be happening after when this episode comes out? I'd love for people to be able to see you and know where they can find you if they can see you live
0: if you're in uh socal if you're in san diego i'll be performing at she fest which is a precursor to san diego's pride um on saturday july 8th it's basically lesbian pride like she fest you know so it's it's woman pride um or woman identifying pride and uh, so i'll be performing there um i don't really have any other gigs happening in july but in august um i have a couple final things so i'll be doing in San Diego, uh, last hurrah sort of sorts of things. So you can just check my calendar for that. And then, uh, and
2: people can go to flameygrant.com to check out where you're performing, to find all your links, all your social channels. And we will also link to that in the show notes.
0: Oh, thank you. Yes. And then from once we hit North Carolina, it's you know I'm hitting the ground running. I'm quitting I'm quitting the day job for the first time and and trying to make a go of this. So I've already got a lot of things wow. booked uh, in Nashville, um, uh, in Asheville, just just in the southeast. I've got some things that are in the works. So um, you know, stay in touch if you're on the East Coast, and also if you have any kind of venue or you know progressive church, whatever, uh, and you're looking to book, I'm open. I'm available. Hit me up, baby. <laughs>
2: Amazing. Well, thank you, Flamey Grant. And please go check her out on all social channels, wherever you are. She is there. And if you're on the East <laughs> coast or somewhere in the South, look out because she is coming to a stage near you.
0: <laughs> thank y'all so much for having me.
2: Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you, for
0: you. I'm just grateful to be here. I appreciate it so much. Thanks
2: good. Well, we'll see you on the internet. I always like to say that. And we hope to see you on drag race. I'm so excited (laughs) to just watch where you go and, and all the people that you infect with your joy. And I (laughs) really truly hope that one day we get to share a stage together because our goal is to just never stop never stop because we just, there's so many us's and you's and yeah. them's and all of is out here that just are like craving community and to find our place again, because we did, we, we like had to walk away. We had to just say goodbye. Yeah,
0: It's hard. It's, and and that's the biggest, most powerful thing that, that, that they have in their arsenal is the you're going to lose your community. And that is a, it's a hard thing. And you do. You do and lose you do. that community. And family.
2: There's a lot they of don't, people who And family.
0: family, yeah. They don't tell you that, you know, on the other side, you actually won't wind up in the gutter. Like, you will be okay. Like, there are people who will hold you and everything. But it's a, it's a big deterrent. And, yeah, I, I I'm sure you guys get it too. But all the people who privately agree but won't publicly you know they're like oh god i love i love what you're doing like wish i could i'm like you actually could it's just you just have to be willing to do the work like i did
2: but i think that pride is is also for me it was kind of this revelation of like it's a way for people who are living stealth or quiet that they know that that a community exists because of pride now they get to actually see that there are people living life and just living normal, normal, also boring, <laughs> like sometimes <laughs> challenging hard lives, but yeah. are just living their freedom, like in freedom and not having to, to hide. And I, I'm, I'm working on that in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, so
2: thank you for being someone who is kind of shining a light on that path that goes a different way. And kind of comes out of that little dark tiny constraint place that we all lived in that we thought well i thought was really safe because it was i thought was really easy yeah. to understand the rules um turns out it's not the rules are always yeah. changing <laughs> and they're always trying to control you in different ways so yeah surprise we can stop doing all that work we
0: can,
2: <laughs> we can actually be able to just breathe and live and thank you for yes. showing that
0: Oh, yeah. my God. I, it's a pleasure and, a, you know, partly a duty, like an you feel an obligation to that next generation. But also at the same time, it's like, if I'm going to be gay as fuck, then you I know, might as well do it in a way that's going to hopefully shine that light and bring some joy to people.
2: Oh, hi, ghosties. It's me, Sarai. Meg and Lindsay. OMG. Oh, wow. We're all together. so exciting. We want to thank you
1: all for joining us for Pride this month. We've had a great time talking with so many awesome people and hearing so many of your stories and beyond. So thank you for being with us along the ride. We were so thrilled to be able to offer
2: episodes every single week. And we kind of thought it was cool. So if you want to help us do that more, we would love to release weekly content, be able to tell more stories and ask more questions and hearing from more people. So if you want to help us out, you can join us for $5 a month over at patreon.com slash holy ghosting if you want to be a patron for more than five
1: dollars a month you can also do that for the same exact rewards because we believe
2: in egalitarianism (laughs) it's true and we put a lot of fun behind the scenes content there we will be releasing full patreon only episodes in the nearest future woohoo Which brings me to the summer of Holy Ghosting. So we are taking July off of recording, but we will be releasing some bonus content this summer as well as re-releasing some of our favorite episodes. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our content this summer and we will be having more fun on social media because we won't be so busy editing episodes. So find us on socials this summer. We'll be talking all the shit and having all the fun Mm -hmm. and drinking some margaritas And probably some high times with the most high. I feel like high times with the most high is definitely going to happen in this Chili's tonight. There will be content on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. So find us there. And we have an amazing Facebook group. So look us up, Holy Ghosting Pod, everywhere you want to hear from us. We'll be there this summer with new content. Bye, ghosties. Love you, ghosties. Holy Ghosting is a same team media production. Music by Weep Bar. AP Weber produced the show. Thanks for joining us. And if you miss us in between shows, you can find us on socials, posting almost every day at Holy Ghosting Pod, Instagram and TikTok.